the seventh and final aliyah of the first parsha in the book of Shemot, the parsha of, of Shemot. The elders were meant to go with Moshe and Aaron to Pharaoh, but they slipped away one by one. They were kind of intimidated. So in the end, it was only Moshe and Aaron who go to Pharaoh and says, this is what God, the God of Israel, had said, send forth the people so that they may celebrate a festival for me in the wilderness. Pharaoh replies, who's this God? I should heed his voice and let Israel go. I've never heard of such a God, nor will I let Israel leave. They said, the God of the Hebrews has appeared to us. Let us therefore make a three-day journey in the wilderness, and we will sacrifice to God our God, lest he, God, strike us. In other words, they were saying you, but they didn't want to be disrespectful to a king with a plague or a sword. The king of Egypt said, Moshe and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their daily work? I don't believe God revealed himself to you and told you to take them on a vacation. And anyway, they don't need a vacation. I'm not overburdening them with excessive workload. They accepted this work upon themselves willingly and have gotten used to it. Nah, I think you've come here with these stories because you're lazy and trying to avoid your own obligations. And the same probably applies to your whole tribe. You all want to avoid running your home affairs, so you came up with the idea of taking the people into the desert to offer sacrifices. Well, I advise you, stop being lazy. Get back to your jobs. Pharaoh thought if the Levites are so lazy they consider their daily chores an, an oppressive burden, the same is probably true of the people at Hull. So Pharaoh continued, you know what, the people of the land are now numerous. You should have them cease for the work which they consider not just normal work but hard labor. You want them to take a vacation for three whole days? This will cause a huge loss in the economy. And he continued thinking, if the people are lazy and consider their daily workload so burdensome, they're probably not working too hard. They have time to think. We have to make them work harder. So on that day, Pharaoh gave orders to the people's to Egyptians' taskmasters and the Israelite foremen. This was the command. You shall no longer provide people with straw for making bricks as you did until now. Let them go and gather straw themselves. You need straw to make bricks. However, you must impose upon them the same quota of bricks as they made until now. Don't reduce it. They're evidently lazy. That is why they're crying out and saying, let's go sacrifice to God. Make the work heavier for the men. Let them keep in it. Then they will stop talking nonsense. The Egyptian taskmasters and the Israelite foremen went out and told the people as follows, that you must do this and this and this and this. They did not tell them why Pharaoh was no longer providing them with straw. Furthermore, they referred to the Israelites' tasks as their usual workload and not as their burdensome labor, since they wanted to give the impression that this wasn't excessive or unusual. So the people spread out over the entire land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters pressured them and said, you must complete your daily quota of work just as before when the straw was provided. But the Israelite foremen had pity on the people, did not urge them to meet their quota. So after a few days, the foremen from the Israelites, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had appointed over the Jews, very similar to unfortunately what happened in the Holocaust, where they, avoid, they appointed Jewish police, these taskmasters were, these foremen were beaten, flogged by the taskmasters. Why did you not complete your former brick quota, neither yesterday nor today? The foremen then came screaming to Pharaoh, why are you doing this to us? 
how do you expect us to do the same amount of work and productivity while getting straw? He said, lazy, lazy, that's what you are. Nirpim atom, nirpim, you lazy, good for nothings. That's why you want to go sacrifice. Go forth, go work. No straw to you. And the Egyptians now began to enforce the Jews' quota of bricks so rigidly that if it was not fulfilled, they immured children into the walls. They literally used babies as bricks. Can you believe it? The Israelites' foremen saw their fellow Israelites in this painful predicament that resulted from the order of Pharaoh. Now, the same two troublemakers from the past, Dasan and Aviram, encountered Moshe and Aaron standing before them as they were leaving Pharaoh's presence. They said to them, May God reveal himself to you and judge you, for you have made us loathsome in the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants. Now they have another reason to kill us. Leave us alone. Let us just serve the Egyptians without you meddling in our affairs. And the Parsha finishes off with one of the great cries of history. Moshe turns to God and says, God, why have you mistreated this people? Things have gotten so bad they're squeezing babies into walls if they don't meet the quota. Why have you sent me? Since I went to Pharaoh in your name, things have been worse. Why are you so difficult to this nation? This cry has been said oh, so many times throughout history. And the Parsha finishes off. God says to Moshe, are you questioning my justice? These children are only those who would have become wicked had they lived. And this way I'm purifying the people from their informal elements, immoral elements, and saving these children from future punishment. If you wish, you may test me. I will allow you to save one of them, and you will see what happens. Moshe went and saved a child named Micha, who in fact later played a key role in the sin of the golden calf. God continued, Now because you question my justice, you will only see what I shall do to Pharaoh that because of my strong hand, he will send them forth. And indeed, he will do so. He will be so anxious to send them forth that he will forcibly drive them out of the land even before they are properly prepared for their journey. But I will not allow you to see Israel's victory over the Canaanite kings in Israel, the Jewish people's victory. You should have learned from Avram, even though I promised him that he would father a nation through Isaac, when I told him to slaughter Isaac, he did not question me, even though my command seemed to go against my promise. You should have believed, Moshe. You should have believed.